When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, so here's a fan fiction suggested on my forums at starwarstheory.com. And I read it and I thought, well, do I want to do a tough fan fiction for the sequels? And I said, well, sure, why not? After all, everyone knows my stance on the sequels, but that doesn't mean I can't have fun with them, especially with some requests. It challenges my mind, and it steps me out of my comfort zone with the prequels and the originals. Now, mind you here, I'm not rewriting the story with new planets and all that. Well, sort of. I'm taking a lot of elements of the sequels and adding my spin on if this scenario didn't happen and what it could really change, as it could change literally the entire story. Now, I also had to change The Force Awakens so that it focuses a lot on Luke during Rey's adventures and so on. So, a lot of what's happening is mixing both films together of 7 and 8 and combining it into just 7. So that when we get to 8, which will be another fanfiction, and you guys can help me with that in the comments. And mainly on StarWarsTheory.com, it's a lot easier for me to look on there and I want you guys to engage on the site. I'll then go in and create another part to this fanfiction, and then of course we'll create episode 9, which will be the part 3, and then I'll compile them all into one long, probably hour-long fanfiction. Now I want to give a big shout out to my editor, Steve-O, and of course, Guille, who is doing all of the Photoshop scenes to make this much more realistic, and uh, these you know, fanfictions are turning into kind of a bit of a production here. So... With that all said, let's start with this one. And this is, of course, just a alternate version. There are many different versions that I have in my head, but this is just one of them that I chose. So, of course, I can create those other ones later on in the future as well. So without further ado, let us begin. If Luke never tried to kill Ben Solo, things would have been entirely different. Ben would continue to communicate and be under the manipulation of Snoke. However, his destruction of Luke's Jedi Temple that night would or would not have happened. Regardless, it would have happened eventually. That night or another night, it doesn't matter. Let's say Ben was going to do it that night anyways. So Luke wouldn't have been knocked out because he wouldn't have been at Ben's bedside trying to kill him. He'd have been fighting for and protecting his students. He'd have destroyed the few students who rallied with Ben and easily taken Ben out too. This could cause two outcomes. One would cause Luke to bring Han and Leia to his temple and talk with Ben, who he had confined because he didn't trust him, and the four of them together could discuss things. Luke wouldn't be driven to run away and cut his force powers off because A, he wouldn't be ashamed of trying to kill his nephew because he never did, and regardless of it being a fleeting shadow of a thought or not in the film. And B, his students wouldn't be slaughtered and his Jedi temple would still stand. This would cause Ben to escape from his parents once they took him home and he'd leave to reunite with Snoke. 
The other outcome is Ben gets away that night, he escapes by the skin of his teeth, just strong enough to flee from Luke's grasp, he steals a ship and leaves to find Snoke. So Snoke essentially does what he originally did with Kylo, which was not complete his training until the events of The Force Awakens. However, now we're going to change things up just a little bit. I also need to mention that at this point, there is no point in having the map lead to Luke Skywalker because he never went to exile, so his sister knew where he was. In order to understand this new Luke, we have to explain The Force Awakens slightly as well. And then we'll come back to this in-between period before everything happens. The map for Luke Skywalker would turn into a message to Luke Skywalker, kind of like Leia's message to Ben Kenobi. The message would be to come back as a rebellion fighter like he did in the originals and join the resurgence of new rebels to destroy Starkiller base and defeat Snoke, who they don't know is Palpatine. Poe gives the message to BB-8, who runs away and fights Tito in the desert, and we can just say that Rey meets BB-8 the same way she did in Seven, then meets Finn and Poe, etc. Everything kind of goes similar there, except I want to focus more on Luke, as Seven should, in my opinion, have focused more on Luke Skywalker and his story. This would have jump-started episode 8 and 9. Okay, so jump back to the current timeline where Luke doesn't kill Kylo in that flashback scene, which is the time that we're talking about here before all that happens with The Force Awakens. And he doesn't kill Kylo, Kylo runs away to Snoke, okay? Luke would continue to train Jedi for the next decade and become even more powerful in The Force. He would try to reach out to Ben, but to no avail. Ben's parents, Leia and Han, would try to find him, but Snoke would not let them near. Luke would continue to educate himself with new texts and scrolls throughout the galaxy, and commune with the Force ghosts. He would constantly stay in touch with his sister throughout the Force and keep tabs on his friends, visiting them periodically and stopping by Leia's home while gallivanting through the galaxy, finding new artifacts. If anything, Ben leaving would cause Luke to be more inclined to become stronger in the Force so that he could save whoever was trying to control Ben, which we know is Snoke. And whatever other Sith or Dark Side user may show up in the galaxy, Luke wanted to be extremely prepared. He almost had an OCD at this point to be very, very ready. Luke Skywalker would become so unbelievably powerful that no one dared to exterminate him. This forces Snoke to train Kylo even harder, making Kylo into what he was always wanting to be, a dark, brooding, powerful fallen Jedi, using both the light and the dark side to power him. He would lead the First Order under Snoke's command, and Snoke would order Kylo to go to Exegol, where his training would be completed for real. He would meet Palpatine and face his test against the Sith Troopers. Now these Sith Troopers aren't the ones in the sequel trilogy, which were just stormtroopers in red paint. I'm talking about real, badass Sith Troopers with dual-wielding lightsabers. Palpatine would also have cloned, imperfectly mind you, because cloning a Force-sensitive is extremely difficult, a cyborg Maul, and trained him to fight like the real Maul used to, albeit without Force abilities. He also would have created, out of full cybernetics, General Grievous. This Maul would be a more terrifying version of Grievous, of course. More skilled and with the same personality and fighting style as the real Maul. He just would lack the powers of the Force, albeit still a little bit Force- it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. Sensitive, however, just didn't work very well. Tyler would prove himself and fight hard against this mall and Grievous at the same time. He would become very powerful and pass all of Palpatine's tests, defeating his enemies with flying colors. Kylo moves just like Anakin. Sidious sees it and he smiles. Your training is now complete, young Skywalker. Kylo bows to Sidious. Thank you, my master. Servants, is it ready? Almost, my lord. Sidious had been creating the perfect clone body over the last 50 years since Revenge of the Sith, and his servants had almost perfected it. The body was almost ready, and Force-sensitive too. His essence transfer was almost ready to begin. As Palpatine hanging there, trapped in this almost lifeless body ever since Vader threw him down the shaft in the second Death Star, he observed the body of this being that he was going to transfer himself into. A younger Palpatine, a younger Sheev. Reminiscing about what his master Darth Plagueis told him once a long time ago, that essence transfer was not true immortality, rather a fake version of it. True immortality was retaining your final form and being stronger in the force with a strong beating heart, the same heart you were born with. However, drastic measures caused Palpatine to have to do things that he didn't want to do. If only he wasn't so blinded by the dark side when he was trying to kill Luke, he would have sensed the betrayal of his apprentice as Vader threw him over the shaft. But alas, what's done is done, and now he had a new apprentice, an apprentice that would prove a worthy rival for even Anakin Skywalker. Now as for Luke being requested to join the new rebellion, he would be unable to join at this time. He would be in the unknown regions in an ancient tomb uncovering artifacts from the original masters of the Sith. Luke had become extremely fascinated on Sith heritage and origins, and he felt in order to fully defeat an enemy and understand what he was up against and what was trying to manipulate Kylo so much, he had to understand it fully. This was a dangerous path to follow, as one could turn to the dark side in pursuit of trying to fully understand it, but Luke was so strong-willed and minded, nothing could sway him. The Rebels would join from all corners of the galaxy once Hosnian Prime was destroyed. They would try to destroy Starkiller Base, with Leia leading the Rebellion as their general. Luke uncovers an artifact of the father, and the same father from the Mortis Arc and the Clone Wars is the one that Luke was trying to reach out to. However, he would find the dagger upon him, and once touching it, the sun would appear, the embodiment of the dark side. So, you wish to learn our ways? Why don't I show you, Luke Skywalker? The sun would touch Luke on the forehead and Luke would transport to Mortis, where he was a fly on the wall as we got a flashback of Anakin seeing everything that Vader would do and become. We see Luke's point of view as Anakin stands at the river bank of lava flowing before him. Father? Luke says. Now, this would all be in live action, where Hayden would return to reprise his role. Luke would try to interact with his younger father, but was unseen and unheard. Luke would be transported thousands of years back and see Revan, Vitiate, the Sith Triumphite, Bane, and Ajunta Paul. He would see the Wars of the Great Schism, the Hyperspace Wars, and the Hundred Year Darkness. The Battle of the Dark Jedi against the Jedi 7,000 years ago, leading to the creation of the Sith and conquering of Korriban. Luke would be pushed out of the vision and collapse onto the floor, out of breath. 
the wealth of knowledge he just endured, the amount of emotions that he felt from each warrior and lord that he saw. It was as if he were able to feel their powers and thoughts. He remembered Yoda's words, Once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Luke closed his eyes and meditated, cleansing himself of the hatred that he had just felt. The sun had planned to turn Luke, but it would not work. The sun walked around Luke and continued to spew his Sith teachings, to give in to his anger, to fuel his hatred for what was happening in the galaxy. Luke didn't understand, but he felt uneasy. Something was wrong. As he continued to meditate, he drowned out all the noise before him. Silence. As he opened his eyes, there was no one there. Time had passed in this timeless place, but Luke didn't know how much. The Sith fed off their emotions and their fears. They weren't necessarily bad entities, they were just constantly embracing their emotions and provoking their anger in order to grow their powers, whereas the Jedi encouraged the peace within them to become stronger. This constant submission of one's Jedi emotions definitely deviated focus and powers. Therefore, Luke could now see exactly why the Sith were so strong. They were focused by being unfocused. They were powerful through their expansion of emotions and limitless free will to act upon their feelings. They had no confines within their minds. This allowed them to reach new powers and abilities quicker than the Jedi. But it was their downfall that caused them to falter. Their arrogance. And not because of their lack in power. Far from it, but because of their lack of control over their powers, which granted were so much more than the Jedi in such a short a period of time. Luke felt it was like having a hyperdrive in a ship that couldn't handle it. The Jedi took their time owning their powers, taking longer and more care to do so. Luke now understood. If only he could use his emotions to fuel him while controlling the direction of his emotions and where they went. Meditate on this new information, he would. His trip to this place was a success. Luke entered his ship and headed back to his Jedi temple. Furrowing his brow, he tried to sense in the force, but something just didn't feel right. As he broke the atmosphere of his planet, he saw fire and brimstone from where his Jedi temple used to be. Luke landed and observed the horrors of what had become. His hand fell on R2-D2 as he collapsed amidst the burning of his students and friends at his temple. He had left for what seemed like a day when in reality, the timelessness of the place that he had entered caused him to be away for several weeks. Ben was here. He could feel it. His powers still emanated from the burning walls and texts that lay scattered around, the bodies covered with lightsaber slashes, and lonely hilts that once belonged to Jedi lay scattered throughout the rubble and stone. Luke's rage and pain fueled him. He felt the same pain the Sith felt in his visions with the sun. Control your emotions, Luke. You know what your mighty Skywalker bloodline is capable of. The powers of the Force run through your family. He remembered his father's face as he said goodbye aboard the second Death Star. Immediately, he controlled himself and grounded himself in the light side of the Force, while still feeling the many emotions that surged his body. The anger still continued to swell. The pain grew only worse with each moment. Anakin, Yoda, and Obi-Wan showed up by his side. The ghosts were here. They all put a hand on his shoulder, comforting him. Don't give in to your emotions, my son, said Anakin. You're training. Remember it. You must. <clears throat> Luke cries into the hot air of smoke and fire around him. I, I wasn't here to protect them. They all died. 
As Luke yelled into the night sky, the pale moon shimmering through his tears, streaming down his beard, Luke let out a force field so powerful it doused all the fire around him. Lightning crackled in the sky, and the clouds began to form. I, I won't let him get away with this. Control your anger, Luke. This is what they want. If you give in to your hate, they have already won. History repeats itself. It always will until a Skywalker breaks the cycle. Luke spends the night in silence, hovering over the cliffs as he watches the waves crash into the rocky shore below, the night wind flowing through his robes, still carrying the smell of char and smoke. A ship approaches and lands, and on the other side of the island is where it sits. Ray walks up the steps to find Luke staring out into the darkness. This must be Luke Skywalker, she thought. Lightning and thunder striking the sky, rain begins to pour. Luke turns, tears in his eyes. Removing his hood, he looks at the girl. She shows him his father's lightsaber. He stares at it, more tears filling his eyes, and looks into the distance behind the girl. Anakin and the ghosts appear, giving him a nod of approval. The last student, Luke's last student. As he looks into the sky, he sees a ship, darker than the night, beginning to land atop the ruins of his temple. As the door opens, seven ironclad beings step before him, the rain now pouring on them. Were these Sith Lords? All each individually masked, the Knights of Ren stepped towards Luke, thunder crackling through the sky. As Luke looks down, he grabs the lightsaber off his belt, while his father's remains in his hand. Igniting both of them simultaneously, green and blue light his face. The power of Anakin and Qui-Gon's crystals uniting him in the Force. These knights would pay for what they did. And this ends the fanfiction, leading into episode 8, which I guess I'll have to write. So I'd love to see your suggestions down below in the comments and as well on StarWarsTheory.com. I'll create a thread for you or someone can go create a thread there and you can let me know what you think I should do with episode eight, with part two to this fan fiction of what if I wrote the sequels or what if I wrote The Last Jedi. Let me know where you want it to go. Thanks so much for listening through this. And if you made it to the end of this video, please hit a like. A lot of time and effort went into this and I hope you guys were entertained. I hope you enjoyed it. And this is just one version of how I would have the sequels go if I were to write episode seven using a lot of the plot points that J.J. Abrams wrote. Now, of course, after this, or, you know, once we're done this whole trilogy, I can create my own fan fiction that takes no elements from the sequels that were created and just kind of runs off of what I think would have been really cool to see. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Make sure to find me on Spotify at Star Wars Theory. Leave a like on this one, subscribe if you're new, and I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you. Always.